When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Just to give you a heads up, one of us is bound to say something not suitable for little ears. It is, after all, the one hour a day I spend away from my children. Welcome to Mom and Daughter Fighting Slate's parenting podcast for Thursday, October 7th, the Bad Behavior Edition. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom to three littles, Henry, who's nine, Oliver, who's seven, and Teddy, who turns five today. Oh, my God. Happy birthday, Teddy. Happy birthday. My littlest one is five. It's crazy. But we live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I'm Eamon Ismail. I do not have as many credentials, but I do have a baby of my own. He is three months still. That's, That's pretty much my deal. I'm a staff writer at Slate Magazine, and I live in Newark, New Jersey. My name is Jamila Lemieux. I'm a writer, contributor to Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting column, and somewhat credentialed mother to Naima, who is eight, and we live in Los Angeles. Well, on today's show, we're answering a question from a parent who wonders how she should be addressing her son's recently bad behavior. Then we'll give some advice to a listener whose 16-year-old hasn't adjusted well to her mother's boyfriend. What can she do to help her daughter feel supported while also maintaining her own relationship with her partner? And on Slate Plus, as we wind down from summer and get ready to spend more time indoors with our families, we're discussing our current favorite movie picks that are kid-friendly but enjoyable for us as adults, too. But first, we have a listener update. This week, we heard from a listener who wrote in. Hi, Mom and Dad. I sent in a question around six months ago where my kids kept saying Dibble Dee from the show Grizzly and the Lemmings. It was driving me nuts and they wouldn't stop. I basically just waited it out. After a few months, it fizzled. Now they barely say it. Now my kids love to talk about poop, which somehow bothers me less. I'll address that one with my therapist. Thanks for the show. <laughs> well, we're excited to hear that the Dibble Dee Dees have stopped and you've graduated to the golden era of poop conversation. (laughs) But thanks for writing in and letting us know. We're celebrating this victory with you, and we always love to hear your updates. So if we've given you advice, good, bad, or in between, please let us know. All right, so now it's time to kick off the show with our favorites, triumphs and fails. So, Amon, do you want to start this week? Do you have a triumph or a fail? Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to update from the last week, too, if that's okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, <laughs> I was Last week, I was, like, at the brink. I was crying for help in as many ways as I can. I was basically describing how tired I was and how I felt like the sleep deprivation was finally catching up and taking its toll. And the recommendation from Jamila, wonderful advice was to go get help and to uh, basically seek out like a therapist. So I took that advice 
I went and I talked to some some people first to try and like find who the right therapist would be. Obviously, they'd have to be a parent themselves if they're a dad. Even better, not necessary. But uh, yeah, so I I sort of sort of went down that path a little bit. I haven't found the right person yet, but I am trying to trying to. But on that note, it's been amazing since then because I've gotten all these different messages and emails from listeners who listen to the show and and sent me these really, really kind and supportive emails and Instagram messages and Twitter DMs. And I've been overwhelmed. It's been just the support, just knowing that some people out there can relate and understand where I'm coming from, moms and dads. Uh, it's it's really amazing how we can stop fighting for a minute and just come together and, and figure it out and show support. So I've been just smitten and I feel better already. The work hasn't gotten that much easier he's still waking up every hour to to get fed or even now his new thing is he'll he'll want to be swung around in my arms a little bit before i put him down that's fine i'm happy to do it but the support has been incredible and on that note i've also started to reach out to some of my friends who i know are dads and just to, to basically air out my concerns and talk about what I'm going through. And and they're always, what I found 100% of the time, are always happy to commiserate and share what they've been struggling through. And and just that community has been, I can't even describe it. It's been so good. So that's my big triumph, I'd say. Well, that's amazing. I also want to say that while you were talking, Musa spit up and you like just with, with the confidence of not a first time parent, <laughs> you just like just took it. care of it, put him on your back with nothing. I mean, it was, I, I'm like, that was amazing. <laughs> if I Didn't saw you out in the beat. wild, I wouldn't have thought it was your first, but I, um, I wasn't here last week, but I listened to the episode and I think it's so wonderful that you shared because I, I mean, I think this is something we all need to be talking about because it is such a hard time, but specifically sharing like as a dad, like what you're experiencing, because so often like this conversation is held between like tired moms on the playground or at work or at, you know, places where they're congregating and, and kind of barely making it through sometimes. So I'm I'm glad that you shared and also that our wonderful listeners reached reached out to you Mm. i think too in my experience like it comes in in waves too like it'll start to feel manageable and then all of a sudden it's completely unmanageable again and that's why i think taking the time to find someone to have on your team like jamila suggested is is so good because you may feel like you get it under control for a couple weeks (laughs) you know and then everything changes yeah to everyone who reached out thank you i can't begin to tell you how helpful it was to see your messages. I, I do admit I didn't respond to a single person yet, but I'm, I want to. I want to. I'm going to. <laughs> I, I suspect time. that anyone reaching out doesn't want to take your time. Yep. So do not feel that you have to, um, certainly if you want to, right? But I think that anyone who reached out and said, I, I feel for you or I'm here knows that what you're really lacking is time. Yeah. Um, and it's okay to be like, I heard you. I appreciate it. Tap the little heart and <laughs> yep, <laughs> and keep going. So dope. Tapping hearts will save your life. <laughs> I think especially other parents, we all just know like, yeah, like that. Good. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Like a, yeah, you've read it. And I appreciate the time that you took to read that. You know, um, no response necessary. Aww. Jamila, what do you have for us? 
nothing too major, but a friend from school. She's actually a woman I went to school with. We were high and by in college. Um, she was, she, she is my sorority sister and she's friends with some of my mutual friends. We didn't know each other well back in school. She has a daughter who's a year older than Naima and they live out here. And I'd hung out with the mom a couple of times, but, um, you know, it's not always easy for me to like, just making plans, period. You know, there's just, there's always a reason to not make plans, you know, and then coordinating play dates and new hangs can be so anxiety inducing. It's one thing for me because it's like, okay, if I go out with somebody, we don't have a great time. It's fine. I'm an adult. I can handle that for a kid. It's a whole different thing, you know? And so when we've been so picky and, you know, safe and socially distanced for these past couple of years that Naima really hasn't had very many opportunities to hang with another kid outside of school, aside from her brother. So we took the kids out and went to a little street festival thing and went to eat and they had a blast and Naima made a new friend. And I'm so happy I didn't like put it off forever. Like I'm often want to do. And the thing is, I like the mom a lot. Like, I'm like, this is great. We can all, we're all girls. Like this is perfect you know like there's Mm -hmm. stuff we can do like this is awesome so it's just a matter of like us both getting it together like okay we're finally going to do this thing and they just had so much fun and they nod like Naima can put down chicken like no one else (laughs) and she might have met her match and these girls gnawed on these there was nothing left on these chicken bones nothing the waiter came was trying to take plates and they're like no I'm like oh my god this is so embarrassing it was great that's awesome. That's so cute. So often it's like hard. I, I think of like, isn't Newt, one of Newton's laws, like getting something in motion is so hard, right? Yep. And I feel like as people, that's so true. Like getting out the door and just like going and doing something new, new right? Like even though your friends are, but going to do this is so hard. And then you get there and you think like, why didn't I do this? <laughs> you could have done this weeks and weeks ago. This would have solved problems. I've already offered to babysit. I'm like, drop her off. This is great. She can be, she actually will come babysit. I know sometimes it's with two, sometimes it's like better. Like they are yeah. just going to play and then you don't have to be involved. You're just like putting yes. out snacks. Yeah. Mm, yes. Good to know. I'm like, you are the baby. You're the sitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pull that with my brother and be like, oh, I heard two is better than one. Take yeah. care of Musa. Yeah. Even when they're babies, you like lay them on the floor next to each oh other. My God. And like, ah, play date. <laughs> Look at them socializing. <laughs> I definitely, I have an older, and like, well, me being the baby of the family, I think makes this easier. But I have a <laughs> nephew who's only five months older than Naima. And I definitely, when I come to Chicago, can be like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. Have fun. I think even with more, like, we are with another family that has kids the same age as as us all the time because it's honestly the six kids is sometimes easier than the three because they're all like paired off doing their own thing i mean sometimes it's total chaos but sometimes it's definitely better um well i think that's so great well i am gonna share a fail and then like a very cute story from my week that is neither a triumph or fail just a cute story but my fail is that okay so today is teddy's birthday and I have just kind of completely <laughs> neglected the day. Not that I didn't see it coming. Not that I, it, it just, I've done no planning. And if you know me or listen frequently, you know, I'm usually like planning out things that even if we don't make like a huge deal, I usually kind of like have a plan. I just feel like I could not really, gra- I don't know if I'm like repressing that my little one is five or what's happening. But anyway, I just basically did very little. I felt like he doesn't really need a whole lot of gifts because he's the youngest of three. And we gave kind of our good ideas to grandparents and a couple of friends <laughs> that asked. 
So <laughs> I haven't really gotten them anything. We normally do kind of like something they really want and then like some kind of experience. Our lives are a little busy here. So we haven't really planned that experience. And I keep saying like, well, my parents are coming in a couple of weeks. We'll do something when they come. So I've sort of like pushed it off. But then last night I had this book I wanted to finish. And I'm like laying in bed and he is like talking about this puppy cake that he wants. And I'm thinking like, we definitely did not do a puppy cake. So Jeff's like, well, I'll go downstairs and make the cake. And then you can like frost it sometime today. I'm like, okay, great. And then as I'm kind of laying down to, to finish this book, Henry is like, are you going to get out like the birthday banner and the streamers and all the stuff that we normally do? And I was like, oh gosh. Oh man. So I literally laid in bed and finished my book. And then at like 1130 or 12, I got up, I came downstairs, I got out the birthday banner. I took that like blue painter's tape and just like taped it to the wall. 20 minutes later, I hear it fall. Oh, <laughs> and I'm course. just like, whatever. Oh, I took the yellow streamers and I just like threw them around. I blew up a couple <laughs> balloons, put it in my room. Now listen, he does not care. He woke up this morning. He thought this was like great. Oh. He goes to this cooperative preschool and so the parents help out on a rotation and so on your kid's birthday you come and the thing he had sort of asked was like will both you and dad come because we usually split that responsibility like one of us does that so we we had already made the arrangement so both of us would be there today he hit under the table while his class sung him happy birthday like (laughs) you know he like i feel like the day is fine but i feel so guilty that because he's the third you know i was always like oh i'm gonna do the same for everyone but i'm just like it's not like I'm like met. It's like a big deal to me that he's turning five, but I just basically like threw it together and he doesn't care, but I feel bad. So that's my, my fail is like, <laughs> like my own personal <laughs> mom. It only counts if the kids can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to say, yeah, if, if they don't care, it's, you shouldn't. Either. I, I, I know it should be totally fine. Okay. But here's my very, very sweet story that of something the three boys did for me. I was out from recording last week because I had this very minor surgery and I had to be sedated. And so the whole day was kind of like a blur and I get home and Jeff was home taking care of all the stuff. But then he had an evening engagement that he could not get out of. So he heads out. I like we ordered pizza. So it was like a very simple evening. All I had to do was like pizza and get the kids to bed. And the procedure was kind of on my leg. So I, I, I just wasn't like getting around very well. So anyway, we, we had, we ate pizza the kids like took the pizza boxes out and threw them away. So sweet. And then I was like, okay, well we need to get to bed. I really need you guys to help. And they're like, well, we don't want to leave you. Can we just sleep in your room? And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. but you can't sleep in the bed. Cause if I get kicked, you know, like I have this dressing on my, so they brought all their pillows and they set up three little beds in different corners of the room. <laughs> and, um, I turned out the lights and I turned on a podcast and I was like, well, I'll listen. And then they asked me to turn off the podcast so they could each sing me a song that they're learning, oh like at school God. or they're doing. And they went around and they each sang a little song and it was just like so sweet and caring. And then they just laid down and went to bed. It was like the easy. <laughs> oh, will you sing me the turtle song one more time? Okay. Yeah. Sing it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little turtle, I named him Tiny Tim. He was in, I put him in the bathtub to see if he could swim, but he drank up all the water, he ate up all the soap, and he's n- now he's sick in bed with bubbles in his throat. Hiccup! Snow copper peaks in the distance, pine trees cover the land. A dirt trail to nowhere with friends on either hand. 
What in the Mary Poppins is that? Yeah, exactly. It's definitely not a triumph because I have nothing to do with that. I just, we were blessed with like good behavior or some empathy or something, but they were just the absolute sweetest. But I just felt like in this one moment, like, wow, these are really like good kids who are doing such a nice thing for me. <laughs> so that was very nice. That's so sweet. That is so sweet. <sighs> well, thank you for small, small, small victories, right? But before we move on, it's now time to take care of some business. First, please subscribe to the show. It helps us out and the show will automatically show up in your feed. So it's good for you and for us. And if you want even more of our show, you should become a Slate Plus member. You'll get a whole bonus segment every single week. Here's a sneak peek of what you could hear today about our favorite family movies as of late. I know that we are going to be watching RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars very soon, even though it's already aired. And I, I think that season might be completed. And our girl was not the winner, Trendy K. Bonet, who Naima stands. We're still looking forward to seeing it. I don't think she knows Trendy didn't win yet. So I'm going to try to keep that from her. Oh, and Paramount Plus has a new edition story. So we're going to be watching the new edition story. Naima hasn't seen it in, wow, it's been a while. So that's a big deal. Not only will you get fun extra segments like that, but you'll even get bonus episodes of shows like Culture Gab Fest and Big Mood Little Mood, and you get unlimited reading on the Slate website without ever hitting a paywall again. So if you want to support us and support Slate, sign up for Slate Plus. It's just $1 for the first month. Just go to slate.com slash plus. Slate's parenting newsletter is the best place to be notified for all our parenting content, including Mom and Dad are Fighting, Care and Feeding, and much more. Get all of Slate's parenting content right in your inbox every week. Sign up at slate.com slash parenting email. But first, let's take a quick break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we're back. All right. On to our first listener question. It's being read as always by the fantastic Shasha Leonard. Hi, mom and dad. I'm a single mom of two boys who just turned seven and five. Lately, the five-year-old has been getting into trouble at school. He says no a lot, won't follow instructions, and is becoming a distraction in class. Last week, he got a warning about his behavior from after-school care, so I threatened to take away swim lessons that week if he got into trouble again. The next day, he was great. But this week, he got into trouble again at school. Apparently, he hit his teacher four times and held two different students by their arms and wouldn't let go, among other assorted unacceptable behaviors. I'm at a loss. I'm a teacher myself, so I don't have the ability to take time off if he's suspended. 
I need a consequence that matches the behavior, but doesn't impact my ability to work. Plus, I don't really think a suspension would mean anything to him anyways. I'm thinking of withholding swim lessons like I threatened last week, but will that really address the behavior? It might work in the short term, but how do I teach him to improve the behavior in the long run? You know, I'm curious to know if this behavior is completely out of the norm or is perhaps an exaggerated version of your son's usual behavior, if that makes sense. You know, like, is he prone to outbursts and, you know, getting physical when he gets upset or does this seem to be coming from left field? I think you, beyond figuring out how to address the behaviors when they happen, you want to try to figure out why this sort of thing is happening. Most kids are not going to put their hands on a teacher. And that's not to say that it's necessarily a sign of something tremendously wrong or or super serious, but that is a boundary that, you know, even children that are examining boundaries, which your five-year-old would be doing, that few of them will cross because, they understand that they're not supposed to put their hands on adults. And even if they perhaps will put their hands on their parents, putting their hands on their teacher indicates a level of comfort with, I guess, that sort of behavior that's, I would say, a bit different than the average kid at this point. But again, it doesn't mean that, you know, you need to go into crisis mode. What kind of conversations are you having with him about these things? You know, what was happening that led to this altercation, you know, is it that he feels like he's not being heard at school? Is he struggling to communicate himself to his teacher and his classmates? Um, Is he being teased? What's up? I think you need to work with the teacher to get as clear a picture as possible of what's going on in the classroom. You know, I understand that suspension, which is something that could happen in a lot of schools that could have happened with the first incident because he put his hands on his teacher. You know, I realized that something like that might not mean anything to him, but Like before we get there, you know what I mean? I just feel like don't rush to suspension. Like what does mean something to him? You know, when have you been effective in getting him to change his behaviors or to, you know, if it's putting a toilet seat up or, you know, finishing his vegetables? Is there something that you have successfully gotten him to at least adhere to more often than not? Right. Swim lessons are tricky because it may be something he really looks forward to, but it's also a life skill. So ideally, we're all getting our kids taught how to swim by a certain age, especially if you think there's a chance that he'll be near bodies of water. So taking away him learning something isn't really ideal. But if it's the only shiny thing that he has right now that you can say, I know you're really looking forward to this and this feels like a privilege, you know, then that might be the thing. But again, um, focus on getting him to understand what he's doing wrong. You know, I think that's bigger than being punitive, right? That's bigger than taking away toys or candy. It's like, do you or don't you understand that you are not to put your hands on other people when you get frustrated? Do you or do you not understand when, you know, someone tells you get your hands off of her, that that is an immediate command to be followed, not something to think about or for you to keep doing until a stronger teacher comes along and pulls you off of them. 
I would focus less on punishments at this point and really getting to the heart of your son's behavior. What do you all think? I, I mean, I think that's on the money. I think you're absolutely right. I, I'm hung up on this detail that, you know, this happened like four times. And, and maybe this might just be my, my own thinking of how I was at that age. Uh, not five years old, but like older than that. But I, I was always expecting a certain reaction from either the, the parents or the teacher. And so when I was acting out, I almost did so after doing the math, thinking I just want to do this. I don't care if I get in trouble. So maybe to Jamila's point, it's it's better to just forego whatever you think is going to be like the appropriate response and maybe just actually getting to the bottom of what is happening. Why does this person need this kind of attention? Yeah, I think five is still so little. Like... Five to me, particularly with some kids, is still very, like, emotionally not, you know, like, they're not ready for a lot of this stuff. Jamil, I absolutely agree that this is the age at which we are definitely teaching this, like, we do not touch people, we do not hit people, we do not, like, that. But we are teaching it still, I think, at five. I guess I'm a little confused, too, like, what has happened. Because I agree with you that I think, like, repeatedly hitting the teacher, to me, seems to suggest that, that there's something going on. Like, what feedback is he getting from the teacher? Are Have there been discussions about what the appropriate behavior is? But to me, a, a five-year-old that is acting this way is a child asking for help. They're either asking for help because they are having bad feelings and don't know what to do about that? Do they feel like the work that's being presented or asking to, you know, sit for that long or whatever the situation is, is something they can't do, they may act out. Now, the acting out isn't right, and it definitely needs to be dealt with, I think. But I also think taking a step back and saying, like, why is my five-year-old hitting someone? And, and the question is, which, Jamila, you asked right away, is like, have they always been a hitter and we just haven't conquered that? Or is the hitting new? And I think those are two very different scenarios, right? If they've always been a hitter and we're still, we still haven't been able to deal with it, that's something that if all of a sudden the hitting behavior, like they always seem to understand that they couldn't hit and now they're hitting, like figuring out what the root of that problem is. I, I guess I really want to say, please don't take away the swim lessons because I think what happens is that you have this child that is clearly struggling to control their body and if you take away this physical thing that they enjoy, what's kind of left for them? And I, I just wonder if, if you're better off devising some kind of positive reward system and then checking in with the teacher more frequently. So asking the teacher, like, I need to understand even little infractions as well as something positive each day so that I can be talking to my student at home and saying, like, hey, today, you know, um, I heard you did this great thing and we had no trouble. Like you were able to keep your hands to yourself. I love that. Here's a pom-pom in this jar or here's this. And when the jar gets full, there is this reward. And, and the reward is like, of course, could be something monetary, but it also be like we do a family movie night or we cook this meal you really like or you get to pick this or you get video game time, you know, whatever works for your child. I have just found that punishments just become things like once you take away the swim lessons, now he's like, well, I've got nothing. 
you know, there's nothing else to take away or like, okay, well, I just don't get to do anything fun. I also think it can create this inner dialogue of like, I'm just a bad kid. And we're not talking about an older child who necessarily can understand all of this. A five-year-old is still learning that we can't, you know, be behaving this way. And how do we behave in these situations? So I think if there's a way to reward the positive and then be doing that really frequently so that he's definitely getting some pom-poms and on those days that you don't get them, you can discuss like, well, we didn't get one today because you grabbed whoever and we keep our hands to ourselves. I also find with, with my kids who have been very physical, reminding them of my expectations frequently. So right before I drop off at school, reminding them like, hey, remember that we need to keep our hands to ourselves. This is why it's important. You know, like we don't we don't grab friends. We don't whatever that that expectation is, letting them know clearly and giving them that reminder. And I think also just making sure they know that they are loved, right? Like, even though we're struggling with this and it's frustrating, I still very much love you and I want to understand what's going on. To me, it's also different. Like, is he just running up and hitting people and grabbing people? Or is like he's grabbing people because he wants to play with them and doesn't know how to get in to this situation, right? Like, there's a way to coach that behavior. Is he grabbing people because they don't want to do what he wants to do? Like, all of those to me are very different coaching situations. I think the other thing is that if you feel like it's getting out of control, I would bring in a school counselor or another professional. Your child cannot be the only five-year-old who has had a trouble keeping his hands to himself at school. And so I think even though you are also a teacher asking for help in this situation, like how can we devise a system for this student to succeed and learn these rules? But I just really, I read this and I thought, please don't take away these swim lessons. Like I understand that it worked once, but if it's something that he really likes and it's something that gets out energy, I just, it's hard for me to imagine a situation where taking that away in the long run benefits him somehow. Great. Yeah. I, I, when I was like nine years old, I was part of this after school basketball program where they, they, they basically left the gym open so that anybody can go and, and hang out afterwards. And my mom frequently would frequently use that as punishment to say, well, if you got like a like a bad grade, you wouldn't be allowed to go play basketball with your friends. And I was so affected by this in a bad way. And, and you're, you're absolutely right that there would be like this inner dialogue being like, well, I'm a bad kid. You took away my favorite thing. Now I don't have anything to lose. And that can really put you in a weird place where uh, you're, you're sort of antagonizing your, your child when they need your love and your attention most, you know? So I would, I would definitely agree with everybody. I think we all agree that you definitely do not use the swim lessons as a bartering chip. That I think if anything, um, more physical activity is, can only help at this stage. Well, thank you so much for writing in. If you have an update at some point, please let us know as we love to get your updates and know how it's going. If you want us to attempt to answer your parenting questions, you can email us at slate.com. We're going to take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. 
Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, back to the show. Now we're on to our second listener question. Take it away, Shasha. Dear Mom and Dad, I'm really hoping to get some nuanced advice on how to deal with the situation I am sure I could be handling better. I have been dating my boyfriend for three years, and he would love to have a relationship with my almost 16-year-old daughter who lives with me, but she is not having it. She and I have two nights a week and often a weekday just for the two of us, but she complains that I spend more time with him than I do her. I feel like this should not be a competition. She is my daughter, and he is my partner. My daughter's father lives close by, too, and he and my daughter have been spending more time together recently, which is great, but he does not have space in his apartment for her to ever stay over. How can I make this situation work best? We would love to include her in more things, but her attitude is either that she has me all to herself or nothing at all. So I have a question. If you have two nights a week and one week weekend day or often a weekend day, for just the two of you, then does he have you more than she does? <laughs> What's going on the other days of the week? Because you said that she's spending more time with her father than usual, which means usually <laughs> she has been spending the majority of those days where, and her father doesn't get her overnight. So if you are dedicating two weeknights, so if Monday and Wednesday and sometimes Saturday are hers, when are you seeing this man? <laughs> What's going on, sis? Um, as the captain of team Mama Gotta Have a Life too, I hope that this is just an oversight because I'm wondering if maybe she is seeing you spend a lot of time with this man. And like, if you're the primary, you're the custodial parent. So the man is just at the house. Like what's I, I there's a lot that we don't know, but it sounds to me I'm just going to infer that maybe you're spending a lot of time with this guy, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it doesn't sound like your daughter is not there when this time is being spent. And I hope again, I just hope I'm reading this wrong. Like I'm getting hung up on this, but I'm like, are you not like, is he just always in the house and your daughter wants to not have him there? You know, like I could see if of the seven days in a week, he was coming by two of them, sometimes a third. But if it's the other way around, then I think your daughter might be completely justified in the way that she's feeling. And also, like, I don't know how long you how long you've been a single parent. I'm a single parent since birth. But whether this is something your daughter is only known or something she's known for a few years she does think of you as an ostensibly only child as all her own. 
in a way that children who live in the house with other kids and oftentimes who live with other adults don't think of their parents, their mothers in the same way. There is a mommy is all mine thing that happens when you are the only child to a single mother. Uh, Right. Like you're saying that if they had been just the two of them for a while. Yeah. And now the last three years, there's been this boyfriend. Now there's been this boyfriend. And I'm wondering what what happened at the beginning, right? Like he wants to spend time together, but like, was it simply the different, what changed in her life when he came around? Because it sounds like perhaps he's been integrated into your life for three years, but he hasn't been integrated into her life for three years. And while I totally think you should wait a very, I think you should wait a significant amount of time before you bring somebody around your kids and a significant amount of time before you integrate them into their weekly lives. It sounds like this man is taking up a lot of your time and space. And it's not that she only deserves to have you by herself, but if she's getting more time where he's present, then she is time where he isn't. Or maybe you just have things going on after work those other days of the week. <laughs> I, I just... <laughs> I, I was struck by the strangeness and I, I want you to comment on this because you sort of hit on it, like about the three year relationship, but still there's no relationship with the 16 year old. Like, cause it's not a child, right? Like a, I, I understand needing to wait to introduce someone, but it also seems like 16. So f- f- what? 13? 13, 14. Like, like, when did y'all get serious? Like, where was yeah, your casual like, isn't dating? Yeah, that old enough to at least, like, your 13-year-old knows you're going on a date. It's not like a nine-year-old, you right. know, a seven-year-old or a four-year-old that you're, like, getting a babysitter. So it's it struck me as strange that, like, after three years, there's still no relationship. Like, at the point in which he was your boyfriend, I don't know. It just, especially if he's consuming as much time of yours as it seems, like, I'm just wondering... Did you all start with going to the movies and dinner together or did you try to sneak that in later? You know, like there should by this point, you all should be doing things together on a regular basis. You know, that's how you introduce him, someone to uh, your child, not just having him at the house hanging out with you. But like we are going to the movies, we are going to the mall, we are going to have dinner, you know, we are going to go get to know each other. You know, do they know each other? I mean, it's six. Because this is like a new family. I mean, to me, three years, right? Like you, this is a. It could be. I mean, I guess like, <laughs> did you date casually for two years? And then in year three, it got a little bit more serious, which I could understand you saying, yes, I've been dating this person for three years. So maybe two of those years were long distance. You know, I don't know. Like, yeah, but whatever it is, it sounds like. At, at the point in which you realize that this is a significant relationship, significant enough that you were carving him into your schedule in a meaningful way, then there was some carving into her schedule that was supposed to happen. You know, like you, I know it, it, it's harder to require this of a 16 year old than it is a 13 year old, but like you all need to do some stuff together, you know? And like, and it doesn't need to interrupt the time that she has with you. If she's getting two nights and a third day with you, that needs to stay the same way. And so if it's those other four days where usually maybe you and him are watching, you know, Netflix while she texts in her room and soaks around, like that needs to stop, you know? Like this (laughs) needs to be time in which you all are engaging with one another by some board games, have family meals? I don't... Yeah. How important is it to you or will it be to you that Naima, 
like like likes or feels engaged with you know with a person very that you're with very 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 important naima has met a boyfriend so when i was dating i dated for about two years a couple of years ago and you know he was long distance so she didn't see him a lot but you know i i felt confident that they would get along and they did i i, I just would not want her to ever be uncomfortable in her own home because I've brought somebody there, you know, for my purposes. And like, here's the thing. One, a man can have a role in your life and not in your child's life, right? Like I've dated a lot of men since I've had Naima, but, you know, these were not necessarily, like these weren't serious relationships. And even some of them that were, you know, perhaps they could have gotten serious and they just didn't they weren't angled toward or like what I'm trying to say is there have, there have been men in my life who were there for me and that was their purpose. And I did not have an interest in bringing them into Naima's life, but it could never be the case that somebody whose purpose in my life was all about me could take away from Naima's experiences. And so mm. I don't know if you saw this as a boyfriend or a stepfather, right? And like, those are not necessarily the same because there are guys who I'm like, yeah, he could be my boyfriend. I'd love to, you know, we could be boyfriend, girlfriend and have a great time, but I would not want them to be a step parent to my child. But this person has enough of a presence in your life. The difference being that, of course, my daughter would not be aware of such a person, you know? Yeah. Like, he's not like sitting on your couch. <laughs> you're doing something else you're like don't worry about him he doesn't exist he's he's whatever i do he's here for me don't worry about it <laughs> right it's like it's called what you do when your child's not around and since you have integrated like you have brought him in your life enough that she knows that he exists then what does he offer for her are you potentially going to have more children do you wish to be married is he going to move in at some point you know and you mentioned that your daughter's father is spending more time with her lately, which is good, but he doesn't have space for her to stay over. I'm like, okay, but you trying to get her out the house, which is, <laughs> which, which nothing is wrong with it. You know, nothing's no. wrong with that, but I'm counting these days. I'm just wondering about the unaccounted four days of the week, because right now we've only got two and a possible third and there's seven days in the week. <laughs> I'm curious about this guy and like it says he wants a relationship like is he doing anything to get like 16 year olds are tough <laughs> you can't just be like I want a relationship with you and did she just say no and y'all were like all right cool yeah like you gotta show you gotta be like you need a ride I'm gonna give you a ride right you need this I'm gonna do this like what does she need that he can provide right. that is like the transactional language of 16 right. what has he came bearing <laughs> gifts does he bring by pizza or Chinese food like what does or he like have? is she in some kind of sport can he go be a be a you know cheering her on or Again, I think a ride, a ride, 16 year old. Build a bookshelf, be useful. What is his? That's exactly exactly the point I was going to make. It almost sounds like you're trying to do too much, right? Like they have their own relationship or they should have their own relationship. He should be trying to win her over. She's 16. You're not going to sit her down and convince her to like this guy because she has to. That's just not going to happen. It's not up to you. You have to let your partner know or whoever this guy is that he has to win her over somehow. He needs to have his own relationship with this person, this human being, yes. not just an accessory to your life. So it, it almost sounds like it's not up to you. I also wonder if these two nights a week and one weekend are just like 
they're in the house together and that's like their alone time. Like, I, I guess I read this and I thought like, you are not, so one, she's either just like 16 and just like, I don't like this guy. So I'm just going to say, I don't like, I want you to myself, right? That's an easy way. But it also feels like maybe you're not pouring into her the way you used to or the way she needs. I know I've talked before about I'm a big fan of like the love languages books and that if you're not speaking the right love language, that everything you're doing is just sort of wasted. And so I wonder, like, are you speaking her love language? Because if what she wants are acts of service and she sees you giving him acts of service all the time, bringing him things and taking care of him. And you instead with her are giving her quality time or gifts or something else. She's not going to feel any of that. And she's going to see you speaking to this man in her love language. So is there some way that you can make sure that that time that you do have that you've set aside for her is like real time with her? These are these are things you do that you know she appreciates and that builds your relationship as mother and daughter. And then I absolutely agree with everything you guys have said that like you have to be doing things as the three of you. Like if if your hope is that the three of you are going to be a unit, like that's only going to happen if you do very normal have meals together. Yeah. To have her be part of choosing the movie you're doing at home or the board game or going on the walk. You know, she's 16. I think her answer to most things is going to be like, no, no, I'm too cool. Yeah. So all go to her game or all go to, you know, her thing, volunteer to chaperone something. I don't know. There's like a million ways to insert yourself <laughs> into your 16 year old's life. Mm-hmm. Do that with your partner. Because I'm just concerned that after three years and they haven't developed a relationship and you haven't developed a relationship, like she's on her way out, you know, out foreseeably 18 through 21. She's headed out. Right. So if you don't do something, I just don't think you can live your, your life compartmental. Like I have this partner that I do things with and I have this child that I do things with and we can't be a group like that's terrible for you. Especially since he's cutting into her time. (laughs) That's not going to get better either. She has other stuff. I just, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) We wish you good luck. We want you to be, I feel like we've been hard on this, this woman, but I feel like we want you to be happy. Yes. And you're clearly not happy right now. And so you need to re- rearrange reprioritize and tell this this guy that he has to put in the effort with your daughter i mean if she's hanging out with her dad it's not like that she can't hang out with you know she's not in like a ooh, right <laughs> like i don't you know and also if she's spending more time with her dad than usual i'm wondering like has dad's presence been inconsistent or you know like if these are not overnight visits then more than usual still means that this is you know these are day visits which means there's a limit on the amount of time that they're getting together. And if that's something that has been inconsistent or, you know, only recently became frequent, just think about what you want her to know about love and relationships at this point too, I guess, you know, um, she, she also is processing watching you maybe do something. I don't know. Has she watched you have boyfriend? Was there a boyfriend before him, you know, or, is this the first time she's seen you interact with somebody? Did she see you with your ex or, or with her father? Or is this, you know, brand new? Are you fixing this man's plate? 
You know what I mean? Like, are are you like, what kind of role yeah. do you play in this relationship in front of her? And is that the role that you want to play? Have you given her any context? You know, it may be confusing if you've only watched your mother care for you. Now, you know, somebody says he has a headache and she's running to the medicine cabinet and making tea. And it's kind of like, wait, this is the thing that mommy does for me. I didn't, you know, I, I don't necessarily understand this. I think it's entirely possible that this has been somewhat overwhelming to her, but in the instant, in the interest of making it easier, perhaps thinking you're making it easier on her and really making it easier on yourself, maybe that's why you didn't integrate things sooner. You know, she didn't take an interest in him. You didn't want to push. Maybe it wasn't that serious yet, you know, and now it's like three years in, like this is either a family or a relationship that you need to keep out of your household. Or, or we're working toward, I should say, we're either working toward becoming a family, you know, we're doing family-like things, or this is a relationship that you have to keep separate, just like you may have that homegirl, that friend who, like, you know, maybe her humor is a little raunchy, doesn't blend so well with children, just not somebody you necessarily, they don't have kids, they're just not the kid friend, right? That's still your friend, still someone you care about, and maybe you go have a drink with them every couple of months then this is, you know, if he can't, if you all can't figure out a way to integrate this, then he needs to go to the sideline. Basically, letter writer, we need more info. So (laughs) please not only write in with an update, we really want to understand this situation. (laughs) Um, I want to know the 16-year-old's perspective. Have her write the next letter. Yeah, yeah, we would like to hear from the 16-year-old. We want to know what she means when she, like, says that it's... uh, that there's no time for her, no space for her in this place. But we're so thankful that you wrote in. And if you have an update, please, please, please share that with us or a clarification. We're always happy for those. To the rest of our listeners, are you looking for some amazing parenting advice? That's literally our job. So please email us at slate.com. All right. Well, now is the time where we give you recommendations for things that we're enjoying. So, Amon, will you please start us off? Sure. I would love to recommend potato chip bags, especially for three-month-olds. It's insane. It's insane how much time my baby can spend just like with a little crumply bag going nuts obviously you got to wash it out because it's a little salty on the inside of course but once you do that you have like this amazing toy that your kids are going to always feel like is brand new every time they get to it now i realize there's like a very narrow slot for when this might be fun so if your baby is like three months or four months or in that range you forget going to the store maybe like five they'll play with a potato chip five years old (laughs) fill it with things yes oh man no it's been it's it's been so much fun i saw it on some like blog i forget where it might have been like a pinterest page where i was looking for like things to do with my baby because i'm i'm sort of running out of things uh i went into the garden yesterday and just like clipped a bunch of stuff and threw it in a pan and let my kid just like fiddle around with all the different types of textures that you can find like plant life uh, but even then, it, that's like a good 15, 20 minute activity <laughs> until he starts to get frustrated. But this potato chip bag, it's its insane how much time he spent. With Have it. you tried the sun chip bag, though? The sun they chip are like bag. the best sun chips. Really? Their bag is somehow different. It like is thicker. I don't know how to explain it. My kids were obsessed with this, the sun chip bags <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> okay. And you're doing like all the sensory bin stuff, which I love. And you're getting like 
very that truly is like um I mean they have to be watched a little bit more to not put things in their mouth but yeah. I mean till like I don't know I think my older kids would still stick their hands in like some rice and beans <laughs> and water beads and all that just like filling a tray those are such great activities but oh, I agree I, with you. I, I know the where chip I found bag them is it was a glowbaby.com or something like that like this random baby forum and you can like sort it by how old your baby is and you they kind of just throw you into different forums and group chats where people are just they had babies around the same time and so everybody's like kind of sharing their ideas really helpful for someone like me who who always feels like they need to be reminded of something is normal or something's weird uh but they um, sometimes they they have some really good ideas other times weird ideas that i'm not going to try i think one parent tied balloons to like their baby's hands and so they're like mm-hmm. throwing their, their hands around i'm not going to do that 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 seems like a lot of work for a little payoff but uh i will i will go into the garden and clip like dead plants that sound crunchier and like alive plants that have like cool textures and stuff and even rose petals that they can kind of tear off of the rose whatever um my kid's been having a crazy crazy fun time with potato chips though that's the the bag that's, that's, awesome. what, that's what he loves. I think that's awesome. Very cute. Jamila, how about you? I am recommending Blazy Susan Pink Cones for my fellow marijuana mamas and babas out there. They are slow burning, ultra thin, and vegan and GMO free. The last two things I don't care about at all. Um, but they are super cool. They're pink. They're cute. Uh, I am not good at rolling cannabis at all. I suck at it. So I use cones when I don't buy pre-rolls and I love these. And it's just so cute smoking pink joints. It's like, do they come in that little jar? They did. Yeah. It's like you get a jar, 50 of them. It's a very cute, like little, like you could sit it out and someone would think it was a decoration. Yeah. It's like the packaging (laughs) is super adorable. It's It's got kind of like a 50s theme. Uh, I like it. That's awesome. I am recommending finding a like kids race series for your kids. Um, the track club here in um, Colorado Springs offers like a, a little race series for kids and they get um, it's from zero until like 12 or 13 and each race it's four races. It happens to be free here. When I kind of Googled it, it looks like they're available in a lot of different places sponsored by either track clubs or an organization that's doing races. And then they hold these little kids ones. And we took our kids to our first one this weekend. Now there were a couple parents that were like pacing their children out on the course, which I think is a little intense. <laughs> But Jeff is a big runner and I want my kids to like love to run and having like a thing where they're all running it just was really fun for them. So the so Teddy ran in a 100-yard dash and then wow. it, the next race uh-huh. is 200 and it was all these little kids and it was great and there were actually a couple big kids that were like I would say like 11 or 12 who'd never run before who signed up for the dash. It's not the different race um, distances are not based on age. You just sign your kid up for whatever. There was one for little baby and they people were holding their hands and having them walk or parents walking them. It was very sweet. That sounds amazing. Um, the older kids, though, did a half mile. Their next race will be 
a quarter mile and then a mile and then a mile and a quarter. So they had never really, I mean, they run, but they had never really run before. And they had like a great time. They were not good. They, they loved it. All the parents at this thing were cheering on every kid. And I think that's what I love is we got to just be around like a very diverse group of people who was all, who were all there with the exception of the two parents that paced their kids. I saw you and it's weird. (laughs) Um, other than them, everybody else was just like, like you would have a kid walk by and be talking to their, you know, mom, like, oh, I, I was really fast. And the other parents would say, you were so, I saw you like really hustling. Way to go. Do you feel good about yourself? And Aww. they used the real timers like in the bibs and they turned them in for the next race. And the kids thought that was so cool because the clock was going like even for the little races. So anyway, if it's something that you're even interested in trying, I would just look and see if there's a fall race series or even just a fall kids race and let them give it a try. We had a wonderful time. The kids are like excited to train for the next for the next one and I just it was a great way to get us all out and because it's kids it was like an out like the whole thing took an hour. So, a wonderful use of our weekend. Well, that's it for our show. And one last time, if you have a question, please, please email us at slate.com Or, of course, you can post it to the Slate Parenting Facebook group. You just search for Slate Parenting. Mom and Dad are Fighting are produced by Morgan Flannery. For Amon Ismail and Jamila Lemieux, I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. Thanks for listening. Give me a warning trail. Give me some land to roam. A naturalist forever. The open road's my home. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.